Yet you must be so happy about our new condo in Mexico. Nope. We have for sure made a mistake. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And we have a special, special, special guest today, Suzanne Hart. She is a mindset mastery mentor. That's a mouthful. It is. I am so excited to be here. And what we're going to do today is share techniques, thoughts, tips, and tools that we all need. We all deserve. So we can turn our house into home where our families thrive and we get to live the best life possible. Today, we're going to consider that when you're frustrated because you bought something big, there's a it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. What's a real thing? Being frustrated. Oh, okay. Potentially. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons Suzanne is here. Because <laughs> Suzanne, you recently went to, to Mexico. Yeah. As a friend with Yetta, the girlfriend. The girls and weekend. The girls week, actually. <laughs> Not even a weekend. Come on. And the girls weekend or week. And you went to help... <clears throat> on the closing of the property, just mm-hmm. to be a support. Tell me a little bit of what that was like being with my lovely bride in Mexico while I was back at home working. Well, first of all, it's always fun to hang out with Yetta. Until? And so here we are <laughs> in this gorgeous condo. The view the view is spectacular. The It's the balconies are amazing. We're walking around and we're like, wow, this is awesome. And Yetta is having a moment. She's getting increasingly agitated. Mm. And I'm thinking, uh-oh. So I finally go, Yetta, what's going on? Yeah. So what was going on? Well, what was going on is, like, we made a mistake. Like, that's what was running through my head. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy for me because it's what you call buyer's remorse. I'm calling it frustration, agitation, but it's really the sense that I bought something really big and I was not second guessing. I was like third, fourth, fifth, like I was just second, like guessing and realizing we'd made a mistake. Had you really? At that time, if you'd asked me, I would have said very boldly, yes, mm-hmm. boldly. Yeah. And did, I guess. Yeah, you, you, you did. You abs- absolutely did. So what, what kind of shifted it for you? Well, I think what got me into the state was I didn't expect it. Like, mm. I've never experienced buyer's remorse. As a realtor, I have the conversation with my clients to set them up so they don't have it. And here I am buying and selling lots of real estate for myself as mm-hmm. well as for clients. Never experienced. So I didn't see it coming. And when it did, I could just feel a seething. I saw everything professionally that wasn't right with the house or the property. I, I spiraled a little. Yeah, yeah, you did. And, and, you know, what's interesting was for the rest of us who weren't as attached to the, to the purchase, we were all like, wow, 
this is awesome in awe. And I think we were also triggering you by questions and excitement. And that's not what you were feeling at all. No, not even kind of a little bit. And I I think it happens for our clients often when there is an external stimulus and they're trying to say the right things to help, but there really isn't anything, almost anything right to say. Can you, can you put some words to the feelings for? Oh, like I just wanted my money back for one. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That was the first thing I wanted. Um, I'd never seen it, which I think made, it was a perfect storm. Right. Yeah. It was a perfect setup. It was the most expensive property I've ever purchased for myself. Okay. So I think the volume of money or the amount of money, um, not everybody was excited about our decision mm-hmm. in our inner world. And so there was all that dialogue. So I, do, I guess I felt sick to my stomach. Okay. Like it was just that queasy in my gut. My head was vibrating. Oh, yeah, I remember. Um, I was vibrating. The frequency was not a happy frequency. So doubt, uncertainty, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all the conversations that you had had with people, good, bad, or indifferent, were all playing and cluttering your mind. Yeah, I was going to say it was a symphony, but it really wasn't a symphony. It was a chaotic screaming match going on in there. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, Ken. (laughs) Yes. You're you're at home, Mm -hmm. and you're excited about this beautiful purchase. What was it like to talk to your wife? Oh, well, first <laughs> of all, she was hard to reach. You know, like I, I would, I wanted to FaceTime her so I could see the property with her. Cause even when the realtor did the FaceTime, I was working and yet I got to do the FaceTime with the realtor in the condo. I haven't. So all I've seen is still pictures. Okay. And so I wanted to live the excitement vicariously through Yetta. And when I called and text and sent, you know, video messages, many of them she didn't answer. And then when she did, she, I think hearing a familiar voice just was crying and, and, (laughs) and, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm here working, which I like, I love my work, but I, you know, it's extra work when Yetta's away because we share the work. And so if Yetta's away, I do double time. And here I am doing double time, expecting her to be having a beautiful vacation with her girlfriends. And that's not what I received when I called her. What did you receive? Um, well, the same thing she explained to you, the doubt, the, the uh, I could feel her vibration through the phone. It's like horrible. <laughs> I could feel the, um, the agitation the uncertainty, the the tears, the emotion. I could feel all that. And I felt helpless because here I am in Canada, you know, four and a half hour flight away and and uh, I couldn't be there to support her. What did that do for your excitement? Uh, for my excitement? Hmm. Well, I go into problem mode and so that didn't help either because then I, I problem solving mode and I start going, well, you know, I budgeted a certain amount to do repairs and we can, we can do this and we can do that. And so that, that's when, you know, more fight broke out here on. <laughs> so, and, and you know, it's, in, it's interesting because when we're in those emotional states, sometimes 
we just need an ear. We don't need someone to solve the problem. I we know. Just, I teach this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I, and, and, and here you are. Yeah, because I Having was... Having a human moment. Well, yeah, and I was broadsided by it because I'm, I, my expectations were significantly different than what I received on the end of the phone. Wow. Yeah. And so if you're thinking, like, you don't ever want to go through buyer's remorse, you might want to book a consultation with us because we've touched it real close and personal lately. And so we could even help better than we could have before. I mean, it's a conversation we've always had, but now it's like a, yeah. a really robust, healthy easy conversation oh it's easy now yes yeah right so we can laugh about it we are sort of sort of so <laughs> if you have buyer's remorse though when you know you're likely to have it or you could have it the really cool thing is it may possibly pass you by and you don't actually end up having it that's amazing I know. Yeah. So we're grateful to be your partners moving forward together towards building wealth, wisdom, and worth. Why are you so worked up? Okay. Let me tell you. And do you really want to know? I always want to know. Mm, not so sure. Anyway, we're excited that we have been able to create for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes where we not only talk about real estate insider information, but also real estate tips, building wealth through real estate, making house home and life exponential. And the great news is, as you know, you can get access to them from home, from the office or on the go. What we're going to discover this time is buyer's remorse. The frustration, the agitation is mm -hmm. actually like a natural thing that happens to people sometimes. Yeah. And before we go there, you know what I'd really like to know? Because I wasn't there. But Suzanne was there when you yes. were having your buyer's remorse at the condo in Mexico. So Suzanne, what was it like for you as an innocent bystander. <laughs> I love it. An innocent bystander. You're not innocent about that. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, what was interesting was that I think the thing to, to, to remember is nothing happened. Like we walked into the condo. The condo was great. The view was spectacular. Everyone was getting along. So nothing happened. And at first that was the confusing thing was nothing happened. But Yetta was getting increasingly agitated and by the next morning i remember going over to her and she was like leave me alone i was like okay oh so it wasn't instantaneous it was like it a building like a like yeah. a volcanic yeah. eruption yes and i think shaking. and i think the more we talked about stuff and the more she looked around it was almost it was like this growing thing mm. the confusion for everyone else was that and i think this is so key is that nothing actually happened out of the ordinary for the person people looking on right so she's going around you guys are looking at oh we're on vacay this is awesome look at the beach let's where are we going to go first where are we going to eat what yeah, and we, we, we were all we were all did you see the view from this balcony did you see the <laughs> view from that balcony did you see the view from over here mm -hmm. and and our host is simmering yeah and she's She's probably, now you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, love, but I would assume, because you've got an eagle eye, even though like you need reading glasses, you spot an imperfection. <laughs> it is funny. You spot an imperfection in something 
Like it's unbelievable. So combine that. How critical, in a good way, critical eye you have. So combine that eagle eye with a trained eye. Ah, she's trained in real estate to right? see the... So she's, she's got the eagle eye, she's got the trained eye, and she's with a bunch of untrained people <laughs> who don't see anything that she sees. You can imagine. They just want to know, where where can we put her on a bathing suit and go to the pool? <laughs> so what was that like for you? I was so in my head that, I mean, I was attempting to be a host, and I so I was attempting to do like the hostess thing Mm -hmm. at the same time as attempting to talk myself off the ledge because I knew nothing good. Like I'm smart enough to know nothing good was going to come of me having a crying fit or throwing a temper tantrum. And I knew it looked ridiculous until you called. You know what? When Ken calls, it's totally different. Yeah, but you know what's interesting? (laughs) I think that's the same with any emotional outburst. If we back up the bus and take a look at what's really going on mm. many times it's irrational like you you said i knew that it, you know this or that i knew that but but my emotions were a, a train or a runaway truck mm-hmm. where the brakes have broken and it's going downhill but, like they're accelerating well i think i think the key thing was that because yetta was the host she was also trying to contain it and deal with it herself yeah, I was. And and I think the big part was actually being able to talk through it. And so when we finally got a moment and she started talking, then we could do some re- we could do some reality checks. Mm. And and it was like, okay, but look at the view. Oh yeah. Yeah, look at the view. So once we started doing the reality checks, things started to get back into context. And and it started to make sense a little bit more. So I think part of it was, you know, they say that when you're in crisis, the last place you do want to do is rent space in your own head. Because I don't even want to go in your head. It's dangerous. You could never <laughs> no, go said, there by I yourself. Said, I said your head. Yeah, it's so my head. <laughs> so so she's she's spending time in her own head, escalating. Yes, the yes. moment she had a chance to talk through it, right. she could hear herself. She could process it. And she could process yeah. process it. What was fascinating was we were what she was dealing with, you know how we build up something. Right. You haven't mm. seen it. You build it up. It's amazing. And then reality sets in and reality is often mm. not exactly the same as what we painted in our mind. Yes. And, you know, we find that with our clients when they buy a property is many times they've gone into the property. It's mm. fully staged. Yeah. It's like nobody's lived there for a week. They vacate, they make it perfect. They vacuum their way out <laughs> of rooms and they just make it perfect, but, right? Yeah. No finger marks on the windows, nothing. It's it's awesome camera angles. It's pristine. <laughs> no, but even when you go yeah. there, the house is pristine for the showing, typically. Not always, mm-hmm. but typically. And then maybe you get your final walkthrough and they haven't cleaned the house now for a few weeks. <laughs> and, and they're packing and everything's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it will destroy your your memory of what was there. Or even maybe you don't have a final walkthrough and now it's closing time and you move, you go there, you get your keys, you're all excited. You got the memory of a staged magazine quality property. You move in and all their gorgeous furniture is gone. The wall hangings might be gone. The paintings are gone. There's holes in the, the... And there's... You can see the dirt that's not behind where the painting was or... You see every mark on the floor because yeah. there's nothing to take your eye away from the nakedness 
of the property. Yeah. <laughs> you, that on, you just went on like this. I thought um, it was when I said nakedness, but no. <laughs> you gave me the look. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I don't normally call a vacant property nakedness, but yeah, that, that's okay. Naked. It is. That was kind of accurate. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. But what I realized as we were talking and, and preparing for this segment is there's actually two types of buyer's remorse. Mm. There's that type where your expectation isn't met or you've made up a bigger expectation yeah. and then it's different when you get there. But the second one is the type of buyer's remorse that happens almost can happen instantly or while you're sleeping, you can't sleep because you, you've made one of the biggest decisions yeah. of your life and you go, oh, did, did we do the right thing? And I think you went some of I went through that, that one, one too. too, didn't yeah. you? I did both at the same time. No, you didn't. Well, no. No, you the processed them separately because I got to deal with the one about, <laughs> oh, did we do the right thing when you were still here? Right. It was. Oh yeah, you know, I did it, it was, again there. It though. was six weeks later when you got there. Then you, then you, your experience amplified your original That's buyer's good. remorse. That and and so it yeah. really is this this process of building and and it's almost dancing right between you go back and forth in these emotions of certainty and uncertainty, excitement mm. and what did I do? Mm. Yeah. <sighs> And you don't have to, but we tend to when it's a big, like we're, we're, it's a setup when it's a big decision. It's kind of a natural thing to have happen. It can be natural. Yeah. And it's normal that our expectations do not always line up with reality because our brain adds things, it distorts things. Yeah. It, it's an amazing mm -hmm. thing up there. Yeah. You know, like going back to school, like I went to my public school and I go, why are the toilets so small? Because <laughs> yeah, I was small when I was there, you know. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a privilege and an honor because we're passionate about walking alongside you to help you and us be positioned for generational legacy. You would cry too if it happened to you. I know I did. <laughs> We're excited that for over 30 years, we've been able to come along folks not only buying and selling real estate over 3,117 times, but really coming alongside you to build your faith, build your fun, build your finances, and really even build or strengthen, heal, and flourish inside relationships. So 30 years of building your life, your wealth, and your home. In this segment, we're going to explore what to do if buyer's remorse happens to you so you don't cry like I did. Well, maybe you do cry. Well, maybe, maybe that's part do. of the healing process. I don't think so. I think it might be. Um, I don't want to admit it. There <laughs> <laughs> would be the truth. <laughs> so, so, you know, what would you, now that you've recently gone through buyer's remorse, yeah. You've talked a lot of your clients through buyer's remorse for like over 30 years. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's going to be hard. It's going to be easier now, actually. So what would you recommend someone do when they're faced with it? I think the, the first thing is just to recognize that it could happen, right? That's what we talked about mm -hmm. in the earlier segment. And that is kind of natural. Okay. And then the next thing I would do is ask because I find this so often is a strategy that helps me with any problem. This isn't just for buyer's remorse, but ask the person, what would you ask someone to ask themselves if buyer's remorse happened to them? 
And that you is actually say that again. So when we were <clears> away, <throat> was it? But it really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, say it again. So it's basically turn the question on yourself. Yeah, so, so say it again. Okay. So <clears throat> one of the girls said to me, so Yetta, she actually did it with me, and that's mm-hmm. why I know it's so powerful. If someone came to you and they were struggling with buyer's remorse, just like yeah. you are, what questions would you ask them to ask themselves? Great question. Right. And as soon as she said that, it was like, you're using my stuff on me. Like I recognized it right away. Right? <laughs> Sometimes we have to remind you who you are. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I know. So when she said that, though, immediately I went, well, what I would tell them to do, the question I'd ask them to ask themselves if you were at, right, if that came, somebody came to me with the problem is like, what is good about this decision? Like what caused you to make the decision in the first place? Why did you make this decision? And so as soon as I told her that, then she said, so why did you make the decision? And I said, oh, well, because of proximity to town, because you can walk to like 50 restaurants that have live music because the beach is in front of your face and you can like reach out and touch it. The the pool is right there. It's got its own hot tub. It's two story. When we have guests or even my parents, they can be on one level. We can be on another. You have privacy, even if all the grandkids come like the reasons were huge. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's interesting, even as I'm listening to you, mm-hmm. the reasons are were huge. And what you were focusing on were these little... Well, a lot of deferred maintenance, 13 years worth. But it was in, in perspective. Yeah. It was, it was small. Mm-hmm. And, and you, I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that. Absolutely. And it almost sounded like a gratitude exercise <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you start focusing on the gratitude or on the great things, the other things diminish. And what I, what I thought you were going to go, and I, I would go there, is um, not only about the property and what's good about it, but what was your reasoning in the first place? What was your motivation? And does the property still meet that Definitely. motivation? Yes, there might be some extra elbow grease and sweat labor or money's got to be invested to bring it up back to your expectation level. But does the original... motivation reasons still does it still fit that and And it does for us like as far as it's an investment it's it's making money it uh it gives us a place to go in the winter time for a few weeks here and there to break up the winter right and we we used to do the timeshare thing or the resort thing which is beautiful but the last time we went it was horrific because Mm -hmm. the noise didn't stop till 3 a.m and we couldn't sleep and we weren't rested. And so that was part of the impetus going, <laughs> if we own the place. Well, and we were there to write. Yeah. Like we, we were, were there to relax and write our, our next yeah. book, Life X, which is, uh, that's a whole nother topic. Oh, I let it cat you let bag. Any rate, we won't talk about that right now. And yet, <laughs> that kind of rhymes with Yetta. And yet, um, that was one of the impetus for wanting to move to a condo where there's more owners, there's less, a little less nightlife, not the craziness, people yelling in the hallways at 3 a.m. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Ken. Oh, yes. Okay. So b- you being the, the spouse that was excited. Yes. What would you say to someone who is dealing with they're excited, but they're 
their spouse is Ooh, not. It's an ugly situation. Given <laughs> 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 that it's ugly, what would you recommend? Well, the problem is there's such tension between that. Like we're at two different emotional states. Now, in, in, in this particular case, I haven't seen it yet. I still haven't seen it. So I still have my own built-in, made-up expectation Expect, yeah. and story of what it's going to be like. Yet has seen it and went through the remorse at that particular moment. Like she's come around a lot, but at that particular moment, we were on two two sides of the coin, two polar opposites. Polar opposites, yeah. right? And so there's a tension there. There's a and and I probably that's why I went into problem solving mode. Was I wanted to bring her over to my side? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like touching. When we talked about this before. I didn't like touching her emotion. I didn't want her to drag me there because I'm, I'm in bliss. <laughs> I don't want to go to where she is to to understand her feelings and and you know touch the fire, so to speak. I want to stay over here in safety. Am I? Yeah, and 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 that can be that can be so challenging because our our tendency is to tug to pull want to pull the other person. Yeah, in I our want direction. to save her. I want to drain yeah. out, of the, yeah. out of the fire. So, what would you tell somebody that finds himself in that scenario? Because you're Shut avoiding the listen. question. Shut up and listen. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Oh, that must be hard. That would be not condescending like I just said it. But just, <laughs> just I still feel a bit of your emotion there, Ken. <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. She burst my bubble. Yeah. No, she didn't. I was still in my bubble. Not, trust me. You're not going to burst it. I'm no. takes a heck of a lot to drag me out of a bubble. So it, it was, I, I think what you're saying is that the beautiful thing or what we want to do is to allow the person to be and yeah. and to be where they are and and just allow them the space to I, talk yes to talk it through i need to draw her out listen to her actively listening like uh-huh mm-hmm. oh that's that's tough and then and no then condescending no not though. condescending but just <laughs> i needed to listen and then um kind of move into uh what's the word i don't want to problem solve yet but listen and ask questions and maybe even lead the witness a little bit I, in my I, questioning i think <laughs> i think what i'm hearing though is that it's almost like like doing what you said is reminding her or reminding the person as to why You'd made the decision yes. in the first place. Through questioning so that she can say it. Yeah. Because then her truth is better than the truth mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. And, and I think one of the things I, I believe you did was that you also said, we can deal. Don't worry. Like you, you reminded her that you guys had the ability to deal with whatever. We have the financial like. ability to handle the little problems yeah. that are there for sure. Yeah. So just remember that there's a process and the emotion will pass and it does not mean that it's a mistake if you have emotion. Like I the had, decision wasn't a mistake. Yeah, like I had emotion when I married you, but it didn't make it a mistake. <laughs> we're, we're honored to be your advocates in wealth, real estate, and life exponentially. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.